1: Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, February 26, 2024. Ray McGovern joins us now. Ray, always a pleasure, my dear friend. Uh, You and I and uh, Larry, and to a certain extent, Jack Devine, uh, we have all talked about this uh, in the past, and that is the CIA involvement uh, in Ukraine. But over the night, the New York Times released a 10,000-word Uh, piece during the course of which, or or they claim in the preparation for which they conducted over 200 interviews, many of them with CIA personnel, uh, outlining in great detail the involvement of the CIA in training and rehabilitating the Ukrainian uh, intelligence services uh, and in guiding them uh, on how to kill Russian soldiers and even in controlling and directing them. So the first uh, question for you is: um, Is this credible that the CIA would have engaged in this massive investment of human resources and financial assets to rehabilitate the uh, Ukrainian intelligence services and engage it uh, in attacking their Russian counterparts?
0: Yes, it is not only credible; it's real. It happened. Um, this is an amazing a puff piece here, uh, very long, uh, 200 former intelligence or, well, you know, did they interview uh, Doug McGregor or Larry Johnson or or me? Um, hmm. uh, I guess I guess we're, we're chopped liver. <laughs> Besides, we've been right on all this stuff. It, it reflects a lack of perspective on what actually is going on now. They trot out all this business about MH17. The Russians did it. There is no proof that the Russians did it. And the International Court of Justice ruled, look, we don't buy that, that, that explanation that the Russians did it. That was just a month ago, okay? They trot out interference in the election of 2016. It's as though they don't know what's going on. Meanwhile, uh ukraine is losing i mean losing in a worse way than ever before uh, uh the Afka has fallen and and putin has made it very clear in a very resolute speech he made on the 24th look uh we've had it uh we know what's happened we're going to go forward and uh, the, nato is not going to prevail in these circumstances so this is a puff piece to show that the CIA is still alive, still well-funded, and the linchpin, that's the word used, for Ukrainian success. Hello? is you know, <laughs> not
1: any success. I agree with you. It is a puff piece. And for those of you uh, watching us now who uh, have a lot of time on your hands, it'll take you a while to read this. You can read it. But what... Why would it come out now on the cusp of Ukrainian collapse? This is not going to make the CIA look good. This is going to make the CIA... Uh, it's going to expose the CIA for its failures, to pick the wrong side.
0: Well, Judge, for you and me, and for people who are educated in these matters, that's true. But Most people are not, you know? Most people say, my God, the daring do... Uh, the... the the resolve of John Brennan and his caution not to provoke Russia. <laughs> They're gonna take that as gospel. After all, there are really nice pictures, there are really nice photos going all with this stuff, about eight of them, okay? Yeah. So that's the problem. Uh, people don't realize that uh, the Russians are prepared to go as far as they want, uh, all the way to the Dnieper if they care to. And that Putin has made it very clear that he's not going to stop. He's not going to. We're not going to uh, tamp down in any respect. So, so it is disconnected from reality. But everything else is, and even NATO seems to be singing a tune that uh, Ukraine probably win if we give them enough weapons. So maybe they'll win. Maybe they have an offensive in twenty twenty five. Unreal. How um, professional. And how well
1: respected, if at all professional or well respected, is the Ukraine uh, intelligence uh, services?
0: Well, it's very highly respected because we created it, we run it and we, we say what it <laughs> we tell it what to say. Here's, here's the deal, uh, judge. Uh, when you're involved in an operational way uh, with an ally, okay? You send hundreds of operatives in to support them and all. There is no capability back at headquarters to say, this is a fool's errand. We're losing. These guys are a bunch of, <laughs> they're on the take. They're spending the money we give them. There's nobody in the analysis part that will dare say, you know, Mr. Director, this is, I, we know you've gone to Kiev eight times, but there's no way you're going to have a good end on this thing. Nobody, just the operatives giving target information and helping kill other Russians. Now, to the degree that that resonates with Russia, with the American people, I mean, Russia, Russia bad, Putin, Putin bad, that's the danger here. And the odd thing here is that whole thing depends on a narrative that the Russians interfered in the 2016 election, which has been proven again and again lately by Matt and folks completely false. They didn't interfere. It was John Brennan that interfered by saying the Russians interfered. Is that too hard to understand? I don't think so, but the Americans don't get that message.
1: There's an interesting uh, vignette uh, portrayed in this when uh, the CIA-inspired coup in 2014 took place, and the president of, the popularly elected president of Ukraine, Uh, and his intelligence uh, Mm -hmm. chiefs fled to um, Russia, the new intelligence chief of the new puppet uh, administration walked into the uh, intelligence headquarters and found nothing there. The computers had either been wiped clean, or inflicted with uh, malware. The documents had been burnt in a courtyard there wasn't even electricity on. What did he do? Picked up his (laughs) cell phone at Midnight. Midnight. (laughs) picked up his cell phone and called two people, the head of the CIA, the resident head in Kyiv, and his counterpart for MI6. And they came over Mm -hmm. at that time of day to meet with him. I guess from that point on, he and the Ukrainian uh, intelligence services were subject to them. Question, is it typical for the CIA? I know it's typical for the CIA to work with foreign intelligence agencies of countries that are our vassal states, is it typical for the CIA
0: to fund and to control them? Uh, yes, it is, Judge, and this goes way back to Vietnam when a similar situation happened. Um, it's the it's the role of the CIA to do what Jake Sullivan tells it to do, and Sullivan, of course, acts for the president. Now, if Sullivan says, okay, uh, Bill Burns, you send several hundred people in there to support the Ukra- Ukrainians and make sure that when we do this coup, and the coup, of course, was on the, on the 14th of February, 2000, I'm sorry, 22nd of February, 2014, uh, then, you know, make sure that the new head of intelligence that we're putting in make sure that he has a Rolodex uh, with the, the number of the uh, chief of station in Kiev and the MI6 guy so so he can call on him right away. So <laughs> this thing reveals the fact that this new guy, he's the new head of intelligence under the coup regime, goes into the office and says, oh, my God, they destroyed all the records and so, What do I do? Oh, <laughs> look at Rolodex <laughs> or, or look at his computer. And he calls these guys and they come they come right away. So. You know, the, the, the mesh here antedated this particular day. They've been in it uh, ever since uh, Victoria Newland decided to have this coup. But this was, you know, here is, they're bragging about this, that the CIA was right there and so the MI6. I mean, they're the, cor- they're, they're the cornerstone here. Uh, they're the linchpin, word used, to make sure that Ukraine wins. And guess what? They seem oblivious to the fact that Ukraine has lost and lost big. And I don't know why Washington is perpetrating this continuing myth. Maybe it's to shock the American people to say, oh, my God, Putin has done it again. Now we have to send blah, 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 more offensive weapons or even troops. God help us. Here's uh,
1: an interview. This is cut number one, Chris, uh, between President Zelensky and uh, CNN over the weekend in which he he slips and says millions have been killed, and then he corrects himself and says millions will be killed if the Republicans don't vote in favor of the Senate already passed $61 uh, billion package. It's interesting because this follows his bizarre statement over the weekend, the 31,000, 31,000 Ukrainian troops have been killed. Whereas in reality, we know that number is around a half a million. But anyway, here, uh, here's this somewhat disjointed uh, interview, uh, President Zelensky uh, on CNN, cut number one. Senator J.D. Vance, who was in Munich at the security conference but didn't meet with you, he said that even if you got the $60 billion in aid, it is not going to fundamentally change the reality on the battlefield. What's your response to that? I'm not sure that he understands what's going on here, and uh, we don't
2: need any rhetoric of, from people who, who are not uh, deeply
1: in the, in, the, you know, in, the, in the war, so to understand it is to come to the front line to see what's going on, to speak with the people, then to go to civilians to understand what will be
2: with them, and then what will be with them without this support, and he will understand that millions of people have been killed. Will be killed, as it, so if he a, doesn't understand it because he doesn't understand it. Of course, he God
1: bless you. Don't have the war on your territory. Yeah, you know, again, it's a little confusing as to what he said. I can't pin him down and expect his English to be perfect. But first, he said millions have been killed. Then he said millions will be killed. The implication is, I think, millions will be killed. Uh, if the aid uh, doesn't arrive. But as I said, his government issued this statement two days before this interview, saying only 31,000 of the uh, troops have been killed. But what happened to the other 465,000? Because we know that about half a million uh, are, are dead. Let's face it, as you get older, after a night with drinks... You don't bounce back the next day like you used to. Thanks to Z-Biotics, you don't have to make the choice of having a great night or a great next day. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink alcohol, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It is this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break down this byproduct. Just remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. So go to zbiotics.com/judge to get 15% off your first order when you use Judge at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash judge and use the code judge at checkout for your 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode of Judging Freedom.
0: Ukrainian, Ukrainian. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say he's he's off by a factor of ten at right. least, right? Know? And uh, you know, even the Ukrainians have said uh, double that. So uh, he's living in a in a wonderland. Um, he's a really good actor. I mean, let's let's concede that he's a really good actor. But when he doesn't have his lines memorized, there you see what happens. Worse still, the Defense Minister Umarov uh, got up uh, over the weekend and said, you know, the delays, the delays is what's killing us here. Huh? Here, the, the NATO said, the U.S. said they would, and the promised stuff is always delayed, and if we, it's delayed, we're going to lose, you know? So the pressure is on Mike Johnson. He's the Speaker of the House. This week, now, the representatives are home in their home districts. So Americans have a chance to get at them and say, look, don't throw good money after bad, for God's sake. This thing is lost. And this puff piece in The, in the New York Times, it can be used as ammunition for those who want to continue this tragedy uh, because the CIA is the linchpin and we're doing just fine. Give me a break. We have to stop that. And, you know, to look at uh, what Biden has finally conceded to do, he's going to meet with the the top four uh, in Congress. That includes, of course, Mike Johnson on Tuesday. That's tomorrow, on Tuesday, okay? They have lots to discuss, like uh, uh, continuing government funding, but, but Ukraine is on the top. Now, will he be able to browbeat? Will he be able to embarrass Mike Johnson into not letting Ukraine lose? Well, that's what he'll try to do. The other thing, of course, is Trump won 60 to 40 in Nikki Haley's home state. That's big. Uh, That's going to affect Mike Johnson. And I have a little apocryphal comment on that. Why did Nikki Haley lose so big? It's because she got the endorsement of former CIA director Mikey Morrell. Remember? when? 2016, he said, "I used to run the CIA, and I think Hillary Clinton is a, is the best. Ch- I can tell you, she's the best possible child. <laughs> so let's hope that candidates avoid being endorsed by Mikey Morell in the future. Uh, there's some circumstantial evidence that Nikki Haley took it on the chin because of Mikey Morell's. You
1: know, I I know Mikey the way you do. Before he was employed by either CNN or MSNBC, used to be uh, at Fox. I didn't know he was a political analyst, but from (laughs) the history, who the hell would want his endorsement? I'm commenting on his political endorsements, not on his uh, leadership of the CIA. Uh, One of the arguments that President Zelensky has made is one with which we are familiar, uh, and that is that the money being appropriated actually stays in the U.S., a lot of it, because it goes to the military-industrial complex. He obviously uh, understands that uh, here from that same interview, cut number three.
0: Do you still have faith in the U.S.
1: Congress? Well, I do have hopes
2: for, for, for the Congress. I'm sure there will be a positive decision, because otherwise... It will leave me wondering what kind of world we are living in. Because of that, we do count on Congress support. We do know we need this support within a month. I met some leaders of both parties in different formats, and. The President, uh, those at power, those in opposition know it. Uh, they know that our request has been to get this assistance in a month. They know that. As regards aerial defenses, we do know they do know we need more. Uh, if we speak about that today, But, well, anyway, most of the money will be left uh, in the U.S. with companies producing the types of weapons we need. So let us not forget about that.
1: You know, I understand this, that um, this really just enhances the military-industrial complex, but they can't produce this stuff overnight. Does uh, Ukraine get surplus Uh, ammunition just hanging out there, or do they just have to wait until whatever's being built in the United States is ready? I mean, do we have 155 millimeter shells in warehouses? I thought we had run out.
0: Well, we we haven't completely run out, but we have to be providential in keeping a a share of these shells for ourselves just in case we need it. Um, You know, it's really amazing that Zelensky would be sort of continuing to take this line. Uh, He's directly interfering in what Congress is going to be doing this week. And it looks very bad for Zelensky because I don't think that Mike Johnson is going to buy this. Okay? And so what does that mean? That means the war is over officially. Okay? There's no more money. Europeans can't give any money until 2015. There are no weapons to give them. It's, it's a fool's errand to approve more money still. And that's what Zelensky, of course, is saying, what you got to do. And, you know, he uses the word nadeus. Nadeus is the same in Ukrainian and in Russian. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Well, he can hope, but I don't think the cards are very, very good for him right now in terms of getting still more money poured down that drain. Last thing I'll say here is what, what you point to the military industrial complex. When the big supplemental was approved by the by the Senate, okay, the, the president laid this thing out. You gotta support both Israel and you gotta support Ukraine. Ukraine at that time was, was 61 billion, now it's down to 60 billion, okay? And what he said, what the president said was: look, this money stays in the United States. It creates jobs. And the Senate to a man, except one. All pointed that out in their in their in their comments. Yes, you know. Remember now, this this is money he stays here and feeds uh, jobs and so forth. The only one to object, or not to say that, was Chris Van Holland and that's to his credit. It's so crass; it's never been so obvious before what this game is all about: enriching the one percent that profiteer on war.
1: Let's get back to uh, the New York Times uh, and the CIA. Uh, Ukraine has uh, perpetrated strikes inside of Russia using uh, various military equipment. Could they have done this without CIA assistance, guidance, control, and
0: assets? Uh, That's a tough question, Judge. Uh, The the answer is probably yes. But when they have targeting information, when they have the whole uh, intelligence units built by the CIA to enable them to do this, then, you know, that really helps. Now, the protestations that the Ukrainians gone too far, you know, they go too far. And and John Brennan, bless his heart, uh, remind, uh, admonished them, please don't do things that you don't tell us about anymore. <laughs> That's part of the puff piece. Uh, building up Brennan, who now is under great fire for having clearly manufactured Russiagate. Right, right. Brennan... Uh
1: has been accused of engaging uh, foreign uh, intelligence uh, agencies as you may recall i was involved in one of these allegations along with larry johnson um against uh, then mr trump who was just a candidate for the presidency in 2015 and 2016 but back to what you were just talking about and then i want to ask you about russia excuse me about gaza and i want to ask you about this uh poor soul that um, committed suicide on the steps of the Israeli uh, embassy in Washington. But before we get there, CIA helping to train uh, Ukraine intel and forces on how to attack Russia. Isn't that an act of war against Russia perpetrated by the American intelligence services? Couldn't Putin make that logical, rational observation and complaint?
0: Uh, yes, he could, and yes, he has. Uh, he did a masterful speech on the 24th, on the anniversary of the invasion. Uh, he, he appeared resolute. He outlined how this all went down, and he knows what the, the score is, and he said it's the West, it's the uh, collective West, as he puts it, the elite that, uh, that funds and proceeds and, and continues this thing. So, yeah, he said it, but the question is, what next? What is he going to do? Now, I see him as very cool, calm, and collected, but I suspect he's not so cool, calm, and collected because he has said specifically he, he wants predictability on the other side of the Atlantic, and he ain't got that right now, and he won't get that anytime soon, reading the tea leaves about November.
1: going to take a break for just a minute to help pay our bills when we come back uh what happened over the weekend in front of the israeli embassy in washington dc and why don't you know about it why isn't the mainstream media covering it but first this how do you really feel about your financial future right now today stable or uncertain Despite all the happy talk that the Fed and the banks want you to buy into, I believe that 2024 is going to be a very unstable year, politically and financially. That's one of the reasons I decided to buy physical gold and silver. And I suggest you should do the same and do it now. Why? Because throughout times of economic uncertainty, gold and silver have rightly earned a reputation for stability. Owning precious metals has made me feel more stable and it can do the same for you. Reach out to my friends at Lear Capital and get their free wealth protection guides. You can reach them at 800-511-4620. Lear has earned an excellent reputation by helping thousands of customers just like you move portions of their retirement savings into Lear gold and silver IRAs. It's easy to do, and it's tax and penalty free. Don't be caught off guard. Experts predict the markets may tank again. You'll be happy if you have protection in place. So call Lear at 800-511-4620, 800-511-4620, or go to learjudgenap.com and tell them your friend the judge sent you. Who Who is uh, Aaron... Bushnell, or who was Aaron Bushnell, uh, and what happened to him?
0: Uh, Aaron Bushnell uh, is or was an airman in the U.S. Air Force. The Air Force has confirmed that. Uh, He couldn't abide uh, the U.S. participation in genocide, U.S. enabling genocide. And so what he did was he appeared before the Israeli embassy, And he said this, I will no longer be complicit in genocide in Gaza. I'm about to engage in an extreme act of protest. And with that, he lit himself up with, I assume, gasoline, shouting all the while, free Palestine, until his voice was silenced. I understand he died in the hospital when they finally got him there. Now, um, shortly before he did this, He texted, he posted the following on Facebook. And this, please listen, because this is a moral quandary for me too. Okay, here it is. Quote, many of us like to ask ourselves, what would I have done if I were alive during slavery or Jim Crow or apartheid? What would I do if my country was enabling or committing genocide? The answer is, you're doing it right now. Right now, or you're not doing it. Well, now I added the, or you're not doing it, because I don't suggest people self-immolate. But I do suggest that if we're citizens in a democracy, and and we have uh, the, the presence of mind and the courage to speak out, we have to do the equivalent of what Aaron Bushnell had the courage, had the temerity to do. And I would point out that this happened during Vietnam as well. And McNamara was was moved by it. I guess he had an ounce of, of, of human decency and his children left the house. They couldn't abide by somebody, their father, uh, enabling what was, well, there's 3 million Vietnamese genocide. Well, I think so. 6 million is Jews, 3 million, yeah. And now uh, 2 million Gazans. So what I'm saying here is that it's always a moral quandary what to do in such circumstances. I do not. I do not criticize him for doing. As a matter of fact, the, the fellow that I try to follow, that I pattern my life after, Jesus of Nazareth, you know, you could, you could argue that when he went uh, went back to Jerusalem, got in the temple and started throwing things around, that was the equivalent of self-immolation and it just took a week before they did him in too. So, you know, people have to act. They have to get off their derriers and they have to do more as Bushnell appeals to them to do. What would you have done during that? Well, what are you doing now right. in the face of genocide? Chris, do we have any photos?
1: Or, so these are... Uh, Just photos from the uh, security cameras in the area. I think it shows uh, security people going to the place uh, where this happened. There's no actual photo of him. We wouldn't show a photo of a human being burning himself to death, but uh, this happened. Isn't it interesting, Ray, uh, that you don't hear about this in mainstream media this morning? This is a big deal. An American uh, active duty, full-time, U.S. military burns himself to death. Uh, There it is somewhere. Uh, Al Jazeera. Death, Al Jazeera, at the uh, Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C.
0: Yeah, and it's not like it happened overnight, Judge. Uh, There's a full day behind this. Right. There is footage. There is live footage, but it has been kept off social media for obvious reasons. But it's there, and it shows what happened. Only the New York Post... (laughs) has published a little story about it so far as I could find this morning. Wow. Thanks for your
1: time, uh, Ray. Thanks for the analysis of this uh, long puff piece uh, in in the New York Times. I wish I could be as sanguine as you about the Trump influence on Mike Johnson. And I wish that I could believe that the Speaker of the House will see to it that this 60 or 61 billion never makes its way to Ukraine through the military industrial complex or however it gets there. I'm not that optimistic. I think somehow Mr. Johnson uh, will cave in some sort of a uh, a deal uh, with the Democrats and with uh, Republicans. But I hope I'm wrong. And uh, we'll find out the House is adjourned uh, until Wednesday. I believe that Mike Johnson's in town, because tomorrow the president's going to start this full court press of, uh, of lobbying them. Uh, I got uh, I got was-
0: 25 cents, uh, George. I got 25 cents to say you're wrong about that. Let's see what happens on Friday. All right. You're on, my man. Thank you so much. <laughs>
1: and We will see you uh, Friday uh, with uh, Larry uh, in the Intelligence Community Roundtable. All the best. Thanks, George. Of course. Uh, coming up uh, later today at 2 o'clock Eastern, Kyle Anzalone uh, on the latest excesses of the uh, Israeli military, you won't believe it. Uh, and at 4:30 an analysis of uh, Eastern an analysis of all this by the one and only Scott Ritter, Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.